and welcome to another episode of Grief. It's not just another season. If you heard the introduction to our new podcast that we're having, um, you understand that this is all about, it's about grief, it's about bereavement, it's about what happens during that process. I do want to take time to let you know that this podcast is a production of Heartland Hospice in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is a division of ProMedica, and my name is Johnny Richards. Um, and I am excited today because I have someone working with me and, and talking with me as we have a discussion about grief. And, you know, one of the things about grieving is that there has to be a, a purpose to it. I mean, you know, grief is about a process that we have as far as dealing with feelings and emotions and and how we go through losses and all of those things that are painful at times, that are difficult to get through. But it is all for a reason and a purpose, and that is to get us to a healthy spot where we can kind of be in control of the grief instead of the grief controlling us. And I know there's some controversy around can we actually be in control of our grief because grief is something that can overtake us. But I, I do believe that we can be in control of the emotions. I mean, when my father and mother passed away, the first few days were very difficult. For a few weeks were very difficult, to be honest with you. And it was almost like the grief was controlling me. One of the images I use is that it was almost like being out in the ocean and a wave of emotion would hit me and knock me down. And it's hard to get back up and get your breath, but then you do. And then another wave hits you and it was almost overwhelming to me. But now I'm to the point where I can talk about their passing. I can talk about their lives. I can talk about them and be in control of that emotion. And so that's where we want people to be. And we hope that this podcast will be able to help people do that. So today we are going to talk about this idea of, of grief. We're going to just kind of jump right in. And I have joining me today, talking with me, is one of my co-workers, uh, Michelle Anderson. She is a bereavement coordinator with Hospice as well. Michelle, thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, Johnny. Yeah, we uh, work together. It's always a joy to do that. And, and so today what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of have a discussion of this idea of grief and one of the things I want to start out talking about is the fact that there is a difference between grieving and mourning and sadness and sometimes people may say well aren't grieving and mourning the same thing well not really they they are different now we know what sadness is sadness if you want to have a simple definition which is basically what I do because I think on a very simple level and that is Sadness is the opposite of happiness, which makes sense to everybody. I mean, if you think of something that makes you happy, then you know that feeling you have. And if you make a, think of something that makes you sad, you know that feeling you have. Well, sadness goes along with grief, but at the same time, when you think about grieving and mourning, they're also different because mourning is the reaction that you have that people can see. I mean, it can be crying, it can be, you know, for some people... It can be laughing, it can be getting quiet, it can be getting loud. I don't know how different people respond to uh, grief, but that mourning is that outside response to that. And grieving is the inside feeling. Now, you can see when people are mourning. You can see by their actions, by what they're doing, that they are mourning. But you can't really see when people are grieving. I mean, people can be going through the day and look perfectly fine, but... Uh, they may be grieving on the inside, and we can't really tell that. So there is that difference, and, and the grief part is what is concerning because uh, if you do not 
handle that grief and process that grief in a healthy way, then it can stay inside of you. It can cause a lot of health issues. It can cause depression. It can cause a lot of different things. And so this is what we're going to start talking about today is that kind of beginning part of of grief. And, And Michelle, I know that we've talked before the fact that grief is more than just me losing my mom or losing my dad. Grief can be anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when we hear the word grief, we think about the death of a person. And um, it, like you said, it can be so much more. I mean, you can grieve the loss of a job. You could grieve uh, a move to a different place. Or you could grieve the loss of a relationship. Um, all those things bring about that grief reaction. And, um, and it's also not necessarily grief doesn't necessarily start at the moment of that event um you know you can have anticipatory grief where you you know something's coming even with the death of a loved one if they've had a long illness you grieve up to the point of of death even before they die um or if you know that that big move is coming and you're leaving uh your your friends and family and the place where you've lived for so long you you grieve that both before during and after yeah, you know, I've, I've talked to people who have experienced what you're talking about, the anticipatory grief, and and there's some people that feel like once I've dealt with the anticipatory grief, well, let's use, for example, someone's in a hospital on a, a ventilator or something like that. The doctor comes in and says that there's nothing else they can do, so there is a time limit kind of given to that person. And so there's some people that feel like, well, I'm grieving now, so I won't have to grieve after the person dies, but in my opinion, they are two totally separate, different things. Absolutely, and they probably look different and, and feel different, too. Yeah, you know? that there's a, you know, I, I try to talk to people about the fact that you can always try to be ready, mm-hmm. but you're never really ready yeah. for that yeah. for that pain that's going to come because you can anticipate that and you can think about what it's going to be like, but it's never really the same. That's true, and you know, we've heard a lot of people who have had family members with dementia, for example, say that to them it feels like they've lost their loved one twice. Mm. Um, they lost their, their loved one, maybe not physically, um, but they've lost them with a mental and emotional connection, and then when their loved one dies, then they lose them physically, and it's a whole um, different kind of yeah. loss and grief. I mean, you can think about uh, when you anticipate something. Now, you mentioned... Um, a move or a career change can be a loss Um, and with any loss I think unless it's uh, instant loss Mm -hmm. there is that anticipation of what that's going to be like I mean just something in a career change then you can you know you try to budget you try to look ahead and you try to think about the fact that you are connecting or uh, getting away from a connection with people you've had Mm -hmm. and so there is that loss and there are also emotions that are different between anticipatory grief and grief as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, too, another aspect of, of grief that we sometimes don't think about is you grieve the what could have been or the what mm-hmm. should have been. And, um, and that's one, that's a hard one to process yeah. I think, for people. Absolutely. I mean, um, anticipatory death or grief, um, as we've talked about, it's important to understand that that's, that's a normal thing, too. And, you know, there's all kind of emotions that go, you know, in anticipatory grief. You're, you're going from remembering um, what that person was like, mm-hmm. trying to get yourself ready for 
you know, what's going to happen, what's ultimately going to happen. Um, it's a very, to me, anticipatory grief is very uh, taxing on a person. It can be very tiring because you are dealing with so many emotions. You think about that? I mean, does that sound about right? Yeah, when I think, you know, to me, the unknown is scary. And mm-hmm. when you're in the anticipatory part of grief, there's a lot of unknowns. You don't know if if you know that someone is um, is dying. You don't know when that's going to be and and what that's going to look like. And and you have this overwhelming sense of almost dread. And um, you know. And then the grief that you feel afterward is different. Well, the event has happened. You no longer have those unknowns. But now you have, you know, this. What does the future look like now mm-hmm. that I don't have this person and it's a different set of unknowns. Well, I think that's that's a, a great point about the mystery of the unknown. I think whether it's anticipatory grief or actual grief during the death process, I think one of the scariest parts is not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, people, you may hear people say, you know, I had to learn to be a different me mm-hmm. because I didn't know what the future was going to be like or I wasn't ready for that. And so there is that mystery of, of what's going to happen. We don't understand, you know, what's going to be like. Uh, we don't know what the death section is going to be like, whether it's going to be peaceful or anything like that. So there are a lot of different emotions, which brings me to the next thing I want to talk about, and that is the fact that uh, how we look at somebody who has just lost a loved one or had any type of loss at all. And we have to be careful as people on the outside uh, saying that they're not being normal mm-hmm. or they're not doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think there's a real uh, danger there for us who are not going through that mm-hmm. to gauge how they should be doing that. And I think people are afraid of that. Yeah, we know it's... I, I think it's important to note that grief is different from person to person. So your grief will look different than my grief, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think part of human nature is wanting to be normal, whatever that is. Is there a normal? I mean, is there really a normal? I don't think there really is. I mean, yeah. I think there's things that um, that you might see a lot, and maybe that's what people consider to be normal um, and healthy. But I, I think it's important to realize and to remember that it just looks different from person to person. You know, there might be someone who is very tearful after they lose a loved one. Um, but then there may be someone that their grief isn't expressed in tears. Um, right. You know, they express it differently, and um, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right, it is okay. Uh, you know, if there's one thing we want people to know is how you grieve is, is your right. I mean, the emotions you have are your emotions, um, especially when it comes to the time of death. And, you know, we don't know how we're going to respond to a death. I mean, I know how I would like to. I would love to be able to plan it out and put a blueprint out there and, when it happens, it happens, and um, I'm in control and everything else, but we never know. I mean, we never know how that's going to look like, and so we have to be careful in dealing with people, and we shouldn't set expectations for people, you know, based on what we've experienced. We need to um, let people deal with it the way they deal with it, mm-hmm. as long as we support them and make sure that, that they're doing it in a healthy way, and that's what we like to do. So, yeah, emotions are a part of it. Now, you know, we talk about grief and loss, and we know that at the very beginning of death, I guess the first few days, in my mind, are the easiest. The first few days of death, that sounds weird because you're losing somebody. 
But there's a lot going on in those first few days. Yeah, I know it does probably sound weird to say those are the easiest, and certainly it's it's different from person to person, just like we spoke about. But I do think in those first few days, you're kind of almost like, I hate to use the word robot, but you know, you're going through these motions. There are certain tasks that you have that you know you got to get done. You know, are are do you need to talk to a funeral home? Do you need to make arrangements for memorial service? Do you need to get a death certificate? You need to let all the friends and family know. All those things that you're kind of checking off um, of a box. And typically, during those first few days is also when you'll see people gather and surround someone. You know, family mm-hmm. will come in. Friends will gather. They'll bring food. Um, things like that and so that tends to be the time where you're surrounded by support and where you're simply checking off um, check boxes and then I feel like when those first few days or weeks pass then a lot of times I think it does get more difficult because you no longer have or you have fewer of those boxes to check off and you're left with kind of that more subjective and abstract um, task of dealing and process dealing with and processing those emotions yeah. which you know that's not as easy to to check off a box and then you know people um go back to their homes or go back to work and uh, friends you know fly back out of town and and the dust kind of settles and i think for a lot of people that's when it really sets in for us well i think you're right in in the sense of that those first few days are kind of already planned i mean because you know you are going to have all those people there you don't have to process any of those feelings mm-hmm. And to be honest, the hard part of grief is the emotions, and it's the feelings. And people don't want to deal with that because the feelings are painful. So if we have, you know, I don't know how long, four or five days of family, of funeral, that we don't have to deal with those feelings, then we do a, a lot better job getting through the day. But ultimately, that day is going to come, um, and people are going to be gone, and uh, it's going to feel like you're on an island again. And, I mean, I guess I hear that a lot is that people say, you know, it's just so lonely now. Mm-hmm. You know, I had family here. We were laughing. We were remembering. And they went back to their lives, mm-hmm. you know. And it's going to feel like your world has stopped when that happens. When everybody's gone back to work, uh, they have their own families to go to. And I think one of the hardest things is when you go back into that house without your loved one. And so it's very difficult in those, you know, while the first few days, and and don't hear us saying that the first few days are easy by any means, but when you compare that to after everybody's gone, you're having to process it yourself, it is a lot easier to have all the people around Mm -hmm. and to have the church around. And if if they're people of faith, then have uh, whatever they have for support around. It's a lot easier than the other days coming Mm -hmm. after that. But to be honest, it's after those days that the work begins mm-hmm. with somebody who is grieving. And, and we talk about grief being work because it is. It's very difficult. It's very hard. And um, I know, you know, three, four, five weeks after a death, after, while you're in the middle of doing all the paperwork and all the stuff that you have to do, mm-hmm. you know, you're calling the um, utility company. Mm-hmm. You're calling the mortgage people. All of these things you have to do after a death, and and it's very difficult. And so, you know, what we want people to understand is that it's okay to feel stressed. Mm-hmm. It's okay to hurt, mm-hmm. and it's okay to need help. And uh, when we talk to people and offer our help, we want them to understand it's not because um, we have magic pills that we can give them, but it's always about support. Yeah. 
and it's always about helping one another. You know, when when people, after those first few days when families are going back, I always encourage people to go and support people more because that's when, that's when they're going to need it. So yeah. I, I, th- I think that's exactly right. The first few days are more, uh, are easier than the ones after that. So how do we assure people, Michelle, how do we assure people that, um, that they're doing this right? How do we assure them that they're grieving right? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think it gets back to something we talked about earlier about how your grief is your own grief. And, and you have to grieve in the way that's the most beneficial to you. Um, and that's going to look different from person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there are those things that we see that we can assure people, yes, that's very typical. It's very typical to be teary. It's, it's very typical to, to be sad. It's very typical to, to not know your role. Um, I hate to use the word normal, right. um, but I think that's the word that we're most familiar with. And just to assure people that, yeah, all those things are, are what we see with grief. Um, and I think it's important to remind people um, to be gracious with themselves, you know, that grief takes time. It's not an instant fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a part of you that will grieve forever. Now, that grief will change over time and will look different, and you'll com- become more comfortable in it. Um, but I think we need to encourage people to, to be gentle with themselves. Yeah, I know. I, one of the things I hear a good bit is people uh, saying, you know, it's been two weeks and I'm still crying. Of you know, course you are. You <laughs> you lost someone you love. That was right. a really big part of your life. You know, how's yeah. when is this going to be better? Yeah. When is this going to be easier? And, you know, as the title of our podcast says, it's not a season. There, there's no time limit, mm-hmm. you know, that it's going to get better or get easier. It will get better. Mm-hmm. The more you process, the more you deal with feelings mm-hmm. and emotions, it does get easier. It does get better. But it never goes away. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be times when you're, watching TV and all of a sudden it hits you. Well, and I think that's an important point too, Johnny. I mean, I think a lot of things in our lives kind of work on this linear, you know, straight, flat line, and and that's not grief at all. Um, You know, we can have ups and downs, more like a roller coaster. You know, we can go forward and then take a couple steps back. and, Mm -hmm. um, And I think that's important to note too is that, You'll have good days and you'll have bad days. And um, just because you feel like you've moved forward and then you have a bad day, that doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong right. or grieving inappropriate. That's just, just the nature of it. But you're going to have people that are going to say, oh, yeah. um, you're, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your head up. You, you know, you should be over this by now. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the other phrases that yeah. we hear that, you know, sometimes are difficult for people who have just lost someone to mm-hmm. hear, you know, they're in a better place and, mm-hmm. you know, at least they're not suffering. Well, we know that, but they're not with us. And, and yeah, that's and I think people are well-meaning when yeah. they say those things and, and sometimes they, they say things because they don't know what else to say and they feel like they have to say something, but sometimes the best thing to say is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and just to be there. True. And to sit with someone or cry with them. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I think it's just important to en- encourage each other to, to grieve in the way that best fits you. Yeah, and, you know, just to encourage the person, as you said, and, and let them know that that you're going to be there if you need them, mm-hmm. if they need you. And so just to offer that support. You know, we've we've talked today a little bit about the first few days mm-hmm. of grief. Um, and we know that grief lasts a lifetime. 
So, you know, the next time we get together, I, I think we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, after, say, four to five weeks, after what does it look like, um, what can happen, what can we do to find um, some support, what can we do to um, deal with some of those emotions. I, I think the next time we get together, we'll we'll kind of bring some things that could happen and how can we get through those difficult mm -hmm. times. Um, because in my experience, there is a certain point of grieving where it's really, really difficult because you start wondering, am I ever going to get over this? I mean, is this is so hard, you know, but you will. Mm -hmm. You'll get over, you'll get better. I don't want to say you'll get over it. You're never going to get over it, but you'll get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to take some tough, tough stuff. It's going to take some pain. It's going to take um, some real hurting to get over it, but, but you can get over it. I mean, and, you know, I guess one of the worst things to do is, is to tell yourself it's going to be like this all the time. Yeah. You feel like you're never yeah. going to feel better. You feel like you're never going to feel happy. Yeah. Um, you know, you feel like you're never going to be able to be social again or, you know, th things like that. And, and it probably does feel like that in that moment, in the middle of it. Um, but from an outside person looking in, we can tell you, you know, just hold on. Yeah. You know, yeah. give it time. And, um, and it does take work. You know, you, you can't I think a lot of times when we're grieving, we don't want to deal with those emotions and we'll, we'll do anything we can to avoid it. But at some point, we have to sit in it and, yeah. and, and wrestle with it and, and work with it. And that's hard. That is hard. And I, mm -hmm. I think next time, we'll kind of talk about some of those things that happen that, you know, we used to do. Mm -hmm. You know, going out to eat. Mm -hmm. And how do I get back to that? Mm -hmm. You know, how do, I, how do I motivate myself to get up in the morning now? Mm -hmm. You know, those are some of the things we don't even think about. We just take for granted every day that, you know, we get up. We get going, we go out to eat. But when you've lost someone that you've done that with for years mm -hmm. and you're by yourself, mm -hmm. it is harder to motivate yourself. I mean, it's hard to motivate yourself to do anything when you're on your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's going out to eat, whether it's cooking, mm -hmm. anything. So I, I think we'll talk about that next time and, and kind of give some uh, helps as to how we can just motivate ourselves to do mm -hmm. some of those things. and. If you're willing to join me again, we'll do that again in a couple weeks. Yeah, I look forward to it, Johnny. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening, and, and we hope you'll join us again as we have another episode of Grief. It's not just another season. Thanks a lot.